Welcome guys to another episode of the Wi-Fi Show. I'm your host, the Wise Investor, and today we're gonna embark on a journey of personal finance, in particular taxes. So just keep a couple of things out of the way. Uh, this episode and this podcast are for educational purposes only. It is not meant to be used as personal finance advice or tax advice. Uh, please seek the professional help of a financial advisor or a CPA or whoever is going to be your tax professional. Um, any companies I mentioned, any um, like tickers or anything like that are not endorsements, not saying to go and invest in these companies or anything like that. Uh, like I said before, everything is supposed to be and it is for educational purposes only. So with that being said, um, we're going to get into today's show. So as you see, clearly, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, there is no video. Uh, and that's because I'm going back and forth between wanting to do video with my audio or just audio. Um, me personally, I feel like, you know, I'm more comfortable with the audio. You know, I feel like I can get a lot more done with the audio. The video is nice. And, you know, I feel like that's something that I'm going to try to do again but in the meantime i think i want to set up a actual like studio you know something where i can have a nice background you know um because doing it in my room in my office oh slash room um is you know a bit much um and i notice when i do have a camera in my face you know it does uh, make it more difficult for me to concentrate. I don't know why it's just this. Uh, but you know, the point of these videos and the point of this podcast is not to garner, you know, attention or fame or anything like that. And I really don't want my face shown too much, you know, really don't want my you know information out there like that because the point is to teach, you know, some wealth wise information. So you guys can make, you know, a informed decision. Um, so that's why I even, you know, have a little stage name, the wise investor, you know, and that way the, the focus of each episode can be on the material and the information and not me, the person. Uh, so I'm like I said, I'm still going back and forth. I don't know. Um, and you know, I just didn't feel like doing a video today cause it's Friday you know, when this is coming out the 23rd. It's actually 1131. Uh, so, and the audio just makes it easier for me to, you know, put out some quality audio content that will, you know, I can do a bunch of and not have to sit at my um, computer every week right before the show is supposed to go out. And, you know, I can, you know, like I did in the past, put out, you know, sometimes I would have like 20 episodes already made and, be able to put them out, edit them like I want to, you know, change some stuff up if I needed to. So I'm going to go back to that format. It's a lot more easier for me. Um, and I feel like the quality kind of went down, not with the aesthetic of the show, but the quality of the information kind of went down over the last couple of episodes. And, you know, that's not the point. The point is to give out some pretty solid information. So going back to basics you know we try things it doesn't work out doesn't mean we stop we just try something new so today i want to talk about taxes uh, it's the beginning of the year 
Uh, everyone should be filing their taxes. You know, tax season is here. You know, your cousin, your uncle, your auntie, they all became tax professionals every year around this time of the year. And, you know, people bombard you with, you know, you see the road signs. Hey, you have four kids. Well, we can give you $100,000 in tax return. You know, take advantage of this new credit. And, you know, that can be a lot on a person who, you know, hey, I got I to go to work. I got to take care of my family and I got to do taxes. Let me just, you know. So this episode, I want to talk about how you can maximize your tax return. And this is something that I'm actually taking directly from Investopedia. So they're not a sponsor. I'm not affiliated with them at all. Uh, but I do use their website for, I would say, 99% of the information um, I'm putting out. Uh, and, that, and that's because, you know, they take their time out and they do a lot of heavy research on what is best for people in their finances and is really just an informational tool, not really so much of a tool to go and, you know, find the latest stocks or, you know, things like that is literally just for, Hey, you want to know some information about finances? Here's the information about finances. So their article, um, that a Don, I don't know that last name, Papandra, Papandra, Dre, I don't know. Um, uh, how to maximize your tax return is something that, you know, I'm going to pretty much do a little overview of it here, but you can also just go and look at the article yourself on investopedia.com. Um, but some of the key things that is important when it comes down to filing your taxes is how do you file? So if you're single, of course, you're going to file, you know, as a single, um, if you are married, you have several options. You know, you can file jointly or you can file separately. If you file jointly, you know, that's going to combine the income and expenses of both spouses. If you file separately, you know, each spouse reports their own income and deduction on separate returns. So it's basically like, you know, you're doing two separate returns, but you're married. You know, that's what married filing separately is and married filing jointly is, you know, you guys are combining all that stuff together. And then you have a status of, um, household head of household. Uh, now head of household is usually if you're unmarried, um, uh, and are considered unmarried and you pay, um, for the majority of the cost of the household expenses. Um, and so, and you have a qualified person. So maybe like, you know, a single parent, you know, someone who has kids or dependents and they're single, they'll file under head of household. And then you got qualifying widow or widower. And that is someone who, you know, a spouse may have passed within the last two years. Um, and they want to still use that married filing jointly tax rate, uh, but on an individual term. So if you are someone who's been married and, you know, condolences, if your spouse passed recently or in the last two years, or it doesn't matter when, you know, uh, sorry for your loss. Um, you can still take advantage of that married filing jointly, um, tax rate. And so those understanding 
the different filing statuses are extremely important because they're going to allow you to determine, you know, basically how you're going to be taxed. Typically, if you're married, you know, they got some more tax breaks. You know, if you're married with kids, you have even more tax breaks. You know, if you are single, like you're just you, you know, you might pay more in taxes. So, you know, understanding the different filing statuses, you know, is important because you might go to someone like, you know, I'm not going to mention no company names, but you might go to one of your cousins and they're doing your taxes for you. And they, you know, usually do this once a year. This is just like a part time thing for them. Um, and understanding, you know, just from the married filing jointly to married filing separately, understanding that those two things could be drastically different. And they might not completely understand that. But because you now know that, you now know, like, hey, make sure you put this on my filing status. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, typically I'm always going to go with, you know, go to CPA. Um, but I completely understand that not everyone can afford a CPA year round. You know, not everyone has that, that amount of income to where they need a CPA. And so, you know, if you don't have a complicated tax return, you know, you can also do this yourself. Uh, there's plenty of free tools out there for you to um, do this file your taxes on your own, which I'm going to get into later. And so those are the filing statuses that someone may want to, um, you know, choose when they're filing their taxes. And, you know, the standard deductions from 2023, which is what I'm going to focus on because we're in 2024 filing for 2023 taxes. Uh, single is 13, uh, 850, uh, married, filing separately, same thing. Um, household, head of household is 20, uh, 20,800, um, married filing jointly or qualifying widow, a widower, 27,700. So those are the tax deductions, standard tax deductions for this year, uh, for last year's tax year. So for this year's tax year, for 2024 tax year, they're actually increasing those things. Uh, they're going from 13 or 13,850 to 14,600. And for head of household, that's 21,900. So 21,900. And then married filing jointly, our qualified widow or widower, 29,200. So they are making some pretty big increases on uh, the standard tax deductions. And those are going to be beneficial when you are filing your taxes. And that's why your filing status is, I would say, probably one of the most important things is how you file. Because once you have your filing status set, then you can start putting the pieces around that filing status. Um, and if you're 65 or older, there is an additional deduction uh, of 18 or $1,800 if you're single or head of house. And if you're married, filing jointly or separate, there's an extra $1,500 um, per individual. Um, and then that increases this tax year for 2024 to 1950 and 1550. Um, so there, that's if you're older. So if you're past retirement age or you probably already retired, you know, and you're still working, 
and you can take advantage of those deductions, uh, which is extremely important uh, because you know that can save you some money. And the whole point of this is to maximizing your tax return or maximizing your taxes is not to be like you know, hey, you know, let's make a hundred billion dollars in tax returns. No, that's not how this works. When when we say maximizing, we just want to make sure you're getting everything you deserve and nothing left on the table for, you know, that someone else essentially, because the money is going to be used. If you leave it with the government, it's going to be used. Um, and so understanding the tax deductions to stock filings are important. Um, but not just that, you also have certain itemizations, uh, common tax deductions that you can use, um, home ownership, medical, charity. Uh, but charity is important because that's something that a lot of people don't think about. But if you donate to, let's say you donate to a charitable organization, even if it's a few dollars, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It just regardless. Remember, if you go to the grocery store and they say, hey, would you like to donate uh, X, Y and Z to X, Y, and Z charity? You know, if you say, yeah, I'll round up a few cents, you know, make sure that stuff is, you know, you have receipts for those things um, because you can write up a write off up to 20 to 60 percent um, of your adjusted gross income for charitable contributions. Uh, so, you know, if you are doing these things throughout the year and, you know, because they're small, a couple of pennies here and there, those things add up. The whole point is to maximize. So if you're giving the money to someone and you can use it as a deduction, why not use it? And so well, one of the things that people don't know, too, that they can write off on their taxes, um, uh, we're not really write off but kind of helps uh, if you are in the markets, capital gains or capital losses, not capital gains, um, but capital losses. Um, so that's something that, you know, if you, and it's, you can't write off, like they say you lose, <laughs> well, it, it'd be a bad day, a bad year. Uh, let's just say you lost $10,000. Um, now you can't deduct $10,000 um, but I'm going to see, uh, how much you can deduct. Uh, yeah, so it's still, I think it's still the same. Um, so you can deduct up to $3,000 a year and capital loss carryover. So essentially what that means is let's say you lost $10,000, right? For 2023. Well, you can deduct up to $3,000 um, as long as the losses exceed total capital gains. So just remember, make sure that you understand that. If you net gained last year, then your losses did not exceed capital gains. But if you just had a bad year last year, you know, like I said, you're down 10000 Well, then, yeah, you can deduct um, to a maximum of $3,000. And you can, you know, there's, there's a lot of paperwork involved in that. So make sure when your broker sends you that paperwork for the taxes, you have all that. And because you are, that's my chair, uh, because you have, um, I would say if you're in the markets and you do have capital losses and you want to deduct, you know, having a CPA will be ideal. 
I wouldn't just leave this up to some random person um, at a, you know, stop and shop kind of CPA type thing or tax company. Uh, I would, you know, get a CPA if you um, have some losses and you want to deduct those. Um, so understanding that you can carry that over every year, though. So if you have ten thousand dollars and you, you know, um, deduct three thousand dollars this year, well, as long as again, you know, the same thing, you can deduct it again next year uh, until you know the losses are um, pretty much well not gone, but you're deducting it until you can't deduct it anymore. Um, so, of course, that particular tax rule is a little more complicated than your charity or your standard deductions and things like that. Um, so you definitely would need, I would say, a CPA to look over those things. But it is something that you can do. Um, and so and then there are tons of tax credits. Uh, so you got your child tax credits. You know, that's pretty standard uh, everyone who has a child or a dependent uh, understands that uh, that's two thousand dollars for each qualifying child um, and then the same thing you got earned income tax credit um, you know that tax particular tax credit helps uh, low to moderate income workers and families get tax break um, some of the qualifications I'm bringing directly from Vistapedia here include having worked and earned income under 63000 and having investment income below 11000 So uh, you got those type of tax credits. You got the energy efficient home improvement tax credits uh, offers 30% of the cost of new qualified clean energy technology installed in your home um, through 2022 through 2032. Um, so there's tons of different tax credits there. Um, also to, um, making sure that your adjusted gross withholdings, you know, is correct. Um, but before I get to that, contributing to an IRA, those are also another tax deductions that you can do maximizing, you know, your contributions, you know, I think it's $7,500. For under fifty nine and a half, or under fifty, um, and understanding that doing, you know, even you don't have to do the whole seven thousand, seven five hundred, eight thousand dollars, depending on your age. It doesn't. You don't have to do all of that, but you can at least do, you know, thousand bucks, you know, throughout the year. A thousand dollars throughout the year is. $83. So that's like $83 a month. So if you can do a hundred bucks a month. That's 1200 bucks a year. You can deduct that and it goes into your retirement savings. Uh, if you have 401k, um, you know, you can do that as well. Just make sure everything you contribute in this is earned income, uh, meaning your job essentially. Um, but people miss out on tax deductions. I've worked with plenty of people who are retiring or planning retirement and they never even heard of an IRA. Um, so I know everyone likes the Roth IRA. Roth IRAs are important. You can have both. Um, but I like, you know, the tax deduction as I'm younger and getting older 
with their traditional IRA. And then, you know, any leftover money or anything like that, uh, whatever I plan, uh, go into the Roth IRA for that tax-free uh, income. And, you know, that's something that's, um, you know, can help you now and later, you know. Helping you now will be the tax deductions that you're getting year over year as you're working and helping you later will be the Roth IRA. So talking with a financial advisor or, or, you know, someone who is an investment advisor or whatever, they can help you determine our financial planner. uh, They can help you determine, you know, the best strategy. So that's why it's important to talk to these people. Um, But also consider uh, your just adjusting your withholdings uh, so when you got a w-2 form you know and they you know say hey we want to how much wages you want us to hope withhold to pay your taxes you know sometimes you do too much uh, the irs actually reports that 70 percent of taxpayer withhold too much every year and that's something that's coming directly from investopedia and from the irs and so majority of people are withholding too much and what happens when you withhold too much is you know one you're allowing the government to do whatever they want with your money uh, but two you are not having as much take-home pay you know you know you you're having that big lump sum at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year it sounds nice but you'll kind of you need that money throughout the year a majority of the times um, so finding out the best amount to withhold is important because if you don't do too much or if you don't do enough, you know, you'll be hit with a tax bill. And so the, actually the IRS has a tool called the IRS tax withholding estimator tool. If you just Google that tax withholding estimator tool, IRS, and just make sure you go to the irs.gov website. And you can actually use their uh, tax withholding estimator tool to determine how much, you know, you would need to withhold for making sure, you know, you don't owe anything and you don't overdo it. So there are tools and forms, you know, there's tons of things out there, strategies, tools, whatever, to help people determine how to make informed decisions. It's just, you know, I never heard of this tool um until you know i read this article and so you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people haven't heard of uh that irs tool neither so hopefully you know this piece of information can help you allow you to make a better informed decisions um like i said go to investopedia they're great use their website to learn as much as you can and you know be able to make a better informed decisions financial decisions you know i can't tell you about regular decisions because i'm not a therapist um but you can make better informed financial decisions um utilizing investopedia and some of the tools that are allotted to people so with that being said i think that's going to cover it guys i greatly appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the wealthwise show um i've been your host a wise investor uh, and until next time guys stay wealth wise <laughs>